That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. WQAD Podcast Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens. A production of WQPT. PBS for the Quad Cities region. A podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. I'm Jim Mertens, and this is the city's food insecurity. Basically, it's a new way of saying hunger. And this pandemic has increased food insecurity, hunger, throughout our region. It was bad when the pandemic first started almost a year ago. Just how bad is it now? We talked with the executive director of the Riverbend Food Bank, which supplies food pantries in eastern Iowa and western Illinois. Michael Miller has seen the impact of hunger firsthand. So the worst I'm assuming had to be April and May. How bad did it get at food pantries around our area? Yeah, the need jumped 50%. You know, we went from like 105,000 people in need to almost 160,000 because of, you know, folks furloughed from jobs and kids home from school who would normally be fed at school. So what's happened since? Um, I would say it's eased back about 10%. You know, the last time we kind of rechecked that number, it was about 150,000 people rather than 160, which is still way more than the 105. Yeah. So, you know, it's not its peak, but it's this is it, this will take us um, a while to recover from. Well, and I know what you said to us like uh, back in, uh, wow, it had to be last April or May that we last talked to you when, when we were talking about who was arriving at uh, at food pantries throughout the area. I mean, your food bank serves so many different counties in eastern Iowa and western Illinois, and then you're all of a sudden seeing a whole new group of people making use of uh, your service and your client's services. Yeah, there's really two points to that. First off, kind of one of the most heartbreaking aspects of the whole pandemic for us is the number of people who have never needed help from a food bank or food pantry before, and they don't know what to do. And so we're encouraging them to reach out. We want to let them, well, first off, it's okay to get help, right? That's why we're here. And, and we wouldn't want people to be reluctant to get the help they need. Uh, but the other thing is that, you know, in the past, hunger's been kind of a hidden problem. Uh, it takes some convincing to help people understand there are hungry people in America. And now with it affecting so many more people, almost everybody knows somebody. And so there's an awareness of the issue of people not having food in our community more than there ever has been before. Well, and let's be honest, nationwide food insecurity, as it's called, um, it's, it's been a growing problem and it so much affects families and thereby children. It is, and yet the shame of it is we throw away one third of the food we produce. So nationally, there is enough food to feed everyone. We're just throwing it away. And so, yeah, there's all kinds of problems we need to fix in society, but this is one we can put an end to. You were talking about the fact that we have, of course, a new administration, the federal government. Is that going to be changing, you think, how you operate in the months ahead? Um, you know, there, there are different things. Everything's kind of in flux right now in terms of how things are going to change over. And there's, you know, there's a change over at the USDA and there are some different proposals. There's some different rules that were put in place. So there's a lot of things changing. Uh, 
and so we're just trying to stay in front of it, stay informed about it, so we can make sure the things we do here kind of best um, interface with those those different changes. But there were some federal programs that were put into effect in 2020 that kind of expired by 2021, and you were looking perhaps either for extensions of those or alternatives to those. What have you found out now that we're a, a full month into the new year? Correct. So the, the two things we were most concerned about was that Farmers to Families food box, which had expired December 31. Um, as part of that bill that went through right before Christmas, people kind of forget about that because it happened in the holidays. Um, that actually um, extended that, per, well, it provided 1.5 billion to the USDA and they used it to extend that program. So Farmers to Families food boxes, which we have not had in January, start again next week um, for, for uh, February through March. Um, and so we're excited about that. The other piece was something called the trade mitigation program, which has sunsetted, but that bill also provided $400 million to, uh, additional monies for the TFAP program, which should function in the same manner. Now, we haven't seen those. We, well, we won't get the cash. We'll get the food, but we won't see that food for a little while, but we should have the Farmers to Families food box for the next couple months, and then hopefully we'll see that more TFAP food thereafter. So, so, so far, so good in terms of kind of alleviating that that cliff we were concerned about with both of those programs. Very concerned expiring. about. Yeah, well, and, and the thing is, is that you're kind of pointing out that uh, there was a big cry for help from the public back last spring, and, and it, the recovery is much slower. I mean, it's not like an instantaneous, oh, we don't need your help anymore. That's absolutely true. You know, what I, what I will highlight to, to you and, and your viewers is that it took us a full 10 years to recover from the Great Recession of 2009. And we, you know, we were just about there and then COVID happened. So, you know, I'm looking forward to getting our vaccinations and getting back to being with people just as much as everybody else. But it's going to be years beyond that before there's a full recovery from the economic effects of the pandemic. Now, we've been talking about outgoing food. Well, what about incoming food? Because 2020 was a real tough time with some of the major food drives either being scaled back or almost virtually canceled. So you really got the double whammy of both supply and demand. I remember well, Jim, when you scooped me on uh, not being able to have a student hunger drive. You were, you were you were the first in the community to break that news, um, and yeah, we've had to deal with that. Both the, the, the hunger drives, uh, the think about when you're going to the stores and there's nothing on the shelf, then they don't have anything to donate to us. And so, we just now are we're talking about kind of restarting some of those donations. Uh, programs that we have in the month of March. And so we're going to be reaching out to those donors in the month of February saying, okay, now let's ease back in in a, in a safe and socially distanced way to start building those donations up. Because we've been relying a lot on those government programs as well as uh, purchased food to kind of bridge that gap. Yeah, Student Hunger Drive, of course, is in the fall. And usually it's the postal workers that supply you with a, a great relief in the spring. Well, that would be the one that you're looking forward to. Have you heard anything about whether or not that will be able to be held this year? I don't have news about Stamp Out Hunger, but you, you always ask leading edge questions, Jim, and I'll be sure to, to follow up on that because we need to start planning. Yeah, ex exactly. So, so what can people do right now? I mean, if somebody does want to help, and as you said, I mean, there's so much food that goes to waste or is thrown out. Um, individuals can help. You don't necessarily need a food drive. Absolutely. You know, I say all the time, it takes three things to make this work, food, time, and money. If you're throwing away food, uh, that you haven't opened or haven't started to use, please donate that rather than throw it away. Um, if you if ask wherever you're buying food, what they're doing with anything that can't sell, make sure they're donating. Um, you, you know, we uh, with 
with with COVID, we've had much limited volunteers, but you can still jump on our website, riverbendfoodbank.org, look where there may be some limited volunteer opportunities or just get registered. So as we start easing our way back into volunteers, we'll have we'll be able to reach out and contact you. And then financial help is is always is always helpful just with these increased costs in COVID. Um, and you know, we're just we uh, we appreciate whatever anybody's able to. We're very thankful to the community. I mean, the the, the we could, we could we've had to respond to that big need, and we would not have been able to do so without the support for the community. So I certainly don't want to to cry wolf in that regard. Folks have been great about that. But anybody out there who's who's not plugged in yet and wants to can learn about all those things at the website riverbendfoodbank.org. And once again, it's not a question of pride. If you need help, you can get help. Absolutely. Please. I, kn I know this is true with so many people. They think, oh, that's for someone else. Um, oh, it's not that bad. It's, 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 it might be pride, but it might just be selflessness in terms of just a discomfort coming to get help. And we try to just make this as easy as possible. This is why we're here. And I just really want to encourage anybody who's out there who, who needs food and doesn't have it, check the website. There's a map on there, all the places you can get food, the times and addresses. We make it you know, at the, at the at the mall food pantries, we make it really easy. You just drive up, pop the trunk, and we'll put that in your trunk. Uh, if you need food, please come get it. That's that's why we're here. Michael Miller, Executive Director of the Riverbend Food Bank. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network.